Hey, Nick's setting the mood. <laughs> the shots are back. And ladies and gentlemen and all others, welcome to Story on the Spot. Uh, has everybody been since last week? Good? Good, good, yeah. good. Nice. Yes. Since last nice. week. Since uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Jim Heskett. I'm a sot. That's Craig Hart. That's RMG, even though it says Kevin uh, in below. Mr. You got to gotta say what the inflection, man. It's a holiday quote. It's, uh, it's from Kevin, Home Alone. Like that? I thought <laughs> I thought you were impersonating Tumlinson because he couldn't make it. No, no. Anyway, so this is Story on the Spot. And what we do here, this is the world's first and only thriller fiction improv game show. Still, as far as I know, I didn't do any research since we last recorded. But as far as I know, it's the only one. So. Can't believe nobody's jumped on this. Right? Untapped market, under monetized, four quadrant market we're looking at here. Um, all right, so here's what we're gonna do. Uh, to do you watching at home, we're live on tape. Um, you watching at home, you're gonna watch each pitch, you're gonna vote by comment below, uh, which one you think is the best, and then uh, next week, tune in. Next week. <laughs> in to find out the winner <laughs> um but uh this week's winner is you viewer and listener because we're back and i didn't want to dig up the last episode or do the research to figure out who won wasn't me and today's word of the day is flummoxed and if you where are my overlays here if you uh drop the secret word you're gonna get uh you get a bonus point plus the omg secret word thing appears on the screen um okay we ready to go let's do it let's do it all right our first prompt marine biologists in the cayman islands are desperately searching for a nurse shark that is sporting a mesh bag around its middle the skirt is blocking the shark's gills effectively choking it the Department of Environment said they are doing our best to locate and assist him, but so far, we've been unsuccessful. A scuba diver initially spotted the animal, but he didn't have the tools he needed to cut the bag away. Mm. So who can tell me what's really going on here in this story? Uh, longest drink of coffee ever. Hold on, I better take another one. Another quick you guys remember this is an improv fiction show where i put up prompts and you guys pitch stories i was <laughs> you know your job sounds really easy jim <laughs> at, at the moment it doesn't feel easy i'm not sure i like your tone <laughs> okay all right all right so i'll go i'll go okay. i'll Thank be the, 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 sac go the sacrificial la you guys remember those like pictures of like the aztecs where they've got the guy on the stone and they're just ripping his heart out. That's me. I'm the sacrifice right now. Okay. Yeah, we've all we Craig and I have our stories ready. We just know that you always like to go first. Uh, okay. So, uh, what this is what I think is happening. What I think is happening is that we are uh, 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 we are dealing with. Okay. I mean, it's a nurse shark, right? So you guys don't know that, like in the undersea kingdom, you had a little glimpse of it with Little Mermaid, but you know, there's like a lot going on. 
Finding Nemo, Finding Dory. Everybody has jobs. This is a nurse shark, right? It's on his way to his shift at the hospital. Um, and the undersea kingdom is a little sexist, right? People are making fun of him because they think nurse is traditionally a woman job. I don't agree. I think nurses are very important and they make the world go around as well. Um, but he was basically jumped and the bag had all of his scrubs in it and they threw it over his head like a trash can. And he's just sulking now. And what we need to do is we need to get in touch with this nurse shark and let him know, hey, it's okay to be a nurse. All right. Don't let these people hold you down. So that's what's going on. And I just uh, ritualistically uh, sacrifice myself. So <laughs> let me thank you, R.A. And we put our story back up here real quick. Craig and Nick can remind themselves of the stories they've already decided they're going to pitch. Yep. Um, all right. I got mine. I mean, I've had mine the whole time, of course. <laughs> the moment I actually saw the first word. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to go straight up thriller here, you know, because we're keeping it keeping an OG. Um, what we've got is a situation where in the Cayman Islands, there is a research lab um, that I've been there, not like for the story I've been there, like, cause I'm gonna put in an author's notes that I've been there, you know, so I'm gonna say that I've been there so I can make it more real. But there's this research station in the Cayman Islands and they're studying marine life, um, but they're secretly also studying, um, dang, I'm trying to make this not the same plot as the book that Craig and I are writing together. <laughs> you know what? Ah, fuck it. We're going to do it anyway. Um, so they're, they're trying to study like, um, you know, genetic mutation and how to um, grow artificial limbs. And they believe that this shark, they've actually seen that this shark um, in high stress environments has been able to grow a fin back, um, similar to how a lizard sometimes can grow a tail back, right? In certain species. And so what they found out was that by essentially um, choking these sharks, they can put it under extreme stress and their cells can oxidize and grow this extra thing. But one of these sharks escaped because our scuba diver friend is actually working at this lab and uncovered this research and said, you know what? This ain't good guys. You can't be doing this. And so he like free willied the shark and let it free. And he was trying to, then he realized there was a mesh thing still around it. Um, and so he's the one that reported it and everything. And it, you know, Jim didn't say this in the story, but actually he turns up dead like 10 minutes later. So, mm. um, so that's your story. That's your, that's your thread right there. How's that? Mm. Hmm? Perfect. Twist. Thanks, Nick. This book that you and Craig are writing sounds amazing. Oh, it's actually a little different than that. I, I took some poetic little guess. Okay. Um, so what's happening here? It's a, a drug ring. And the way that they are transporting vast amounts of drugs is by putting them in these plastic sheaths and wrapping them around the bodies of sharks. And then they let them swim their normal path. And this has all been determined because, you know, sharks have been tagged. We kind of know their habits, right? So they can set down the delivery pattern, of course. The problem is, like, an environmentalist came along. Like, you know what? We need to save the sharks. They're getting this, like garbage wrapped around them they're dying all this stuff so the environmentalists are going out and trying to save these sharks but it's interfering with the drug trade so while they might find our product and so what the drug ring does is insert or embed one should say a a mole in the environmentalist ranks one of their people and he's the diver who goes down to save the sharks 
So every time he goes down, they find a shark who's tangled up in garbage, which is actually the drugs. The guy volunteers like, oh, I'll take care of it. I'll go down. So he gets his gear on, jumps in, um, but he forgets to take his knife, of course. And so he gets down, he's like, you know, I couldn't, I, I couldn't do it. I forgot to take my, my knife with me. So we're just going to have to let that one go. So that's what's actually happening. It's just somebody who is interfering with the general operations of trying to save these poor animals mm. for the sake of drugs. Mm -hmm. For drugs. Thanks, Greg. My favorite part was when Nick got mad that you used a prop. Well, mm. it didn't flick the way it was supposed to. So we like, <laughs> that's what it was supposed to do. Right. Mm. It's like this story is really um, about the Philips Hue light bulb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can use props. Use Nick's Amazon affiliate links down below in the description. Yep. Your we Philips have story. Story the spots is uh, lit exclusively by Philips Hue. So, <laughs> and my my mood candle. Which you can buy at any King Supers grocery store. They're near the front, behind the flower area. Oh, and, and by the way, I should add before my time actually ends that the environmentalist group is flummoxed about how they are not Damn able it. to save. I forgot about the word. Uh, well done. Well done. Well, my guy was flummoxed as well. Died. <laughs> Too late, Nick. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Well done, everyone. Moving on to prompt number two. I got mine. Coventry Club. A 46 Take it off real quick. Take it off real quick. And let it go ahead. <laughs> Our second prompt of the day. Coventry Club, a 46-acre campground in Milton, Vermont, that's been a haven for nudists for almost 60 years, is closing at the end of the season. Our second day here, we fell in love with the place and the people, said Camper Gentle Bear. The owners are going to retire in the way. <laughs> Ari's face, I love it. The owners are going to retire, and the land was sold to anonymous buyers. Vermont's unusual laws about nudity allow flashing the birthday suit in public, but you can't take your clothes off in public. It's weird. It's just this reminds me about there was this period in Colorado's history where weed was legal to possess, but it wasn't legal to sell. So there was like, where are people getting it? I don't know. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, there we go. Who would like to pitch us a story about this nudist camp? Okay. All right. All right. I'll go. I'll go. I will definitely not be saying the name Gentle Bear at <laughs> any point in this story because <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's you, R.A. You're oh. the gentle bear. <laughs> no, the hell it's not, sir. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is what I think is happening, okay? Um, at the end of McCarthyism, okay, back in like the, you know, the 50s and 60s, the Red Scare and all that stuff, um, the FBI and the CIA kind of teamed up together and they said Hoover is getting a little out of control. Okay. He's wiretapping everything. There's witch hunts. It's all bad. Right. And we don't really know what we can do to ensure that when we meet with people, we're not being recorded, that we're not being wiretapped. So, the FBI and the CIA got together and they bought this property in Vermont under the auspices of a nudist colony, but it's not really a nudist colony. Everyone there, everyone who comes and goes and shows up, they are 
operatives and operators and agents, and they're often doing business with other countries and other governments, and this is their way to ensure that they're not being wiretapped. And the reason why they're selling it is it's been 60-something years. The people who were the hard chargers for the program have kind of filtered off, and their acolytes have kind of like retiring and dying off. So no one sees uh, the need for a completely sterile space, so to speak, where you can't be wiretapped. And, you know, it has worked very well. You know, it's flummoxed legions of uh, 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 people trying to gain access to secrets and things like that. But that's what this is. This is a, a high, high secret uh, uh, information sharing ground. So that's what we're dealing with here. Nice. Thanks, RA. Put this back up here real quick. <clears throat> All right. All right. Here's the deal. Here's what's going on. No, not yet. It's not yet. <laughs> it's not It's not what it is. Don't get excited, everybody. Uh, what's going on here is the uh, this was actually sold. This nudist colony was sold back to the original um, son of the man who passed the law or got the law passed that you um, you could be nude in public, but you cannot take your clothes off in public. Um, and the reason for this is this powerful family long ago established a um, a sex ring and in Vermont, in Milton, Vermont. Um, and the son is kind of carrying the torch into the modern age by um, setting up like a like an like a dark net uh, viewing website, basically. And the way he did it is he built these few, not very many, few structures on this campground. Um, otherwise everything's outside. And what he did was, um, hid a bunch of cameras inside. So they want to make sure that everybody who comes can be comfortable being nude, but you know, of course you can't take your clothes off outside. So you have to come inside and you have to take your clothes off in there. So everybody comes inside and they get a free strip tease, uh, whoever's watching this dark net thing. And the son is just making bank over this. Um, and in the next season, he's probably going to be suicided with a double tap to the back of the head. Um, because, you know, current events, uh, because he's flummoxed to how to keep his father's legacy alive. Um, and this was the way he found to do it. As long as he maintains control of the Vermont legislature and uh, and his his 60 acres of Milton territory, he's going to make he's going to make bank because there's people like gentle effing bear <laughs> coming to this thing. I'm done. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay. So Gentle Bear is actually it's, <laughs> wait, wait, what was the name? G Gentle Bear? Yep. Was that its name? RA? I couldn't my first <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. You know, it's not a person's name at all. It's the name of a secret project run by not even not the FBI, not the CIA, but a different group that we don't even know about. Just super uh what do you call it? Dark government or what's what's under? What do we have now? Deep state. Deep state. Yeah, super deep state. And the the issue is they're trying to control people's minds as they always are. And the latest effort is they look on social media and they see people existing in these echo chambers. They surround themselves with people who think like they do, talk like they do, and uh, vote like they do, all this kind of stuff. Nobody can handle any pushback, any disagreement. We don't want that. 
And as long as they are completely agreed with all the time and don't have any hardships that they can perceive anyway, they are happy. And so the government says happy people are much easier to control than unhappy, dissatisfied people. And we don't want to deal with them getting upset. So what they did is they been secretly installing inside people's brains this chip that will reflect back to you what you are. So if you see a nude person, that means you are nude. If you... <laughs> Please go on. I love it. <laughs> if you, if you uh, see somebody doing something you like, you are actually doing that thing. And it's, your, it's the ultimate projection. And so you can agree with everybody. You can get along with everybody. Everybody's just like you. However, that means that you are ultimately satisfied and you have no reason to vote the, any other way than the government wants you to. You don't have to do, they don't have to expect that you're going to push back in any other way because to you, everything is perfect as you would have it. So that's, and then what they're doing up there is under the uh, code name of uh, Gentle Bear, uh, they are running this experiment. It's, it's contained right now, but I expect that they'll be rolling it out nationwide very shortly. So watch out. If you start seeing a lot of nude people around, go home, put some clothes on. It's the only defense. <laughs> clothes are our last line of defense against tyranny. <laughs> 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 All right, authors, time for intermission. Anybody have anything to announce? Any projects? Anything coming up? I got a yeah. book dropping in a few days. You want to say any more about that? Or no, 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 no. It's okay. going to be the man of mystery here. So. Okay, understood. <laughs> You'll see it. We'll Google. Mar we'll the marketing Google. is just insane. <laughs> we'll go here. I don't need to promote it at all. No, no you'll see my face. But and people will be like, oh my God, geez. okay, I guess I'll buy it. I'm going to pull a U2 that's going to just show up on your Kindle. <laughs> it's legit. Um, yes, there is a book I have dropping on the 25th of December, uh, second in the adventure thriller series that I have going. So it's called uh, Mayan Thunder. Nice. Check it out. Mm. It's about a fart. Mm. Mm? <laughs> yeah, I, I had that thought too, but it works with the, the forcing book. Jim to edit this. Montezuma's mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll revenge. Now people buy it just to find out if it's in there. <laughs> All right, uh, or Ra, did you have anything you wanted to pimp? No, okay. nothing. All right, let's move on to our third prompt. TSA officers at the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport made a foul discovery as they screened luggage, a pistol stuffed inside a raw chicken. The Associated Press reported that both raw meat and firearms are allowed on airplanes, just not packed together. TSA posted a photo of the Bang Bang Chicken on its Instagram account, but did not identify the traveler or whether it made any arrests. Hold on, pause. Um, can we pull up the TSA Instagram account? <laughs> T-I-L. This, this is an old story. It's, it's pretty old. You... Uh, uh, okay, I got one. <laughs> Beauty. Nick, hold for singing doll. Yep, nope. Pause in session. Thank <laughs> you. 
30 minutes left. <laughs> Second verse, same as the first. <laughs> All right, Nick, you got one? Uh, I think so. So uh, what we've got here, the situation is not aliens, unfortunately, but um, we have a uh, classic story of a YouTuber uh, influencer who wants to influence is that what they say about themselves um to do what they do uh and this time they've decided they're going to make a video about cooking a chicken on an airplane okay because um as you know the story goes we know we're not supposed to take you know blades or uh open flame devices you know lighters or anything like that on a plane and so this would obviously be very difficult to do so this youtuber decided he's figured out a way to do it he, he's got a, a safety razor uh hidden inside of his um in his, in his dop kit, in his, in his carry on and TSA being the <laughs> impeccable organization they are, uh, has missed that. Um, and he relied on them missing that. And, and he's got a, a way to, so he's got a way to cut the chicken up and he's got, um, like a little Bic lighter that he's going to fashion once he gets into, um, into, into the bathroom on the airplane. And this is going to be his, his methodology. He's, and he's got like a, like a, a, basically a tray thing that he's going to do this all on in his seat. He's going to cook a whole chicken. And um, the unsuspecting person sitting to his left in the middle seat doesn't know this yet, but they're going to be the videographer. So he's got this whole plan baked up and uh, uh, pun intended. And he, he walks through the TSA thing. And the reason um, he's got a whole chicken is that he bought it frozen at the grocery store the night before. So he's like, I'm going to go out of town. I'm going to leave it on the counter. It's going to defrost. And by the time I get through TSA and get on the airplane, it'll be defrosted, but it'll still be safe to eat. And so this is his whole plan. What he doesn't know is that there's a gun inside the chicken. And that's my story. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. A gun is inside the chicken. <laughs> so I would tell you guys the rest, but I want to like kind of leave you hanging, you know? Sure. Yeah. Well, I'll just, yeah. So Nick is correct in one part of the story in which he doesn't know that <laughs> the gun is in there. Uh, but what's actually going on is what will soon be remembered as the great chicken uprising of 2022. And what happened on Old McDonald's farm uh, way off in the country is that this group of chickens got together. And it's like, you know what? We're sick of this being murdered uh, for dining purposes. It's just, it's just not fair. We're being treated badly. We're going to <clears throat> take over uprise and all that good stuff. So they're like, you know what? We need to make a statement. Otherwise, who's going to listen to a chicken? Um, they didn't realize that anybody listens to a talking chicken, but they didn't think that through, of course. Uh, so we, we need to make an example. So we're going to make a big statement. And what we need to do is hijack a plane. And uh, then everybody will realize that we mean business and that things need to change. But however, who's going to let a live chicken on an airplane? So one of you suckers are going to have to sacrifice yourself. So the lead chicken gets up and it's like, who will it be? Will it be Bobby or Samuel? And Samuel's like, ah, oh, it's going to be me. So they end up killing uh, whatever chicken I said was and st <laughs> sticking, sticking the gun inside. And he gets shipped off to the plant as, as normal, is purchased, ends up on, on the airplane. Um, and how this ties in to Nick's story is that that is the very chicken that this YouTuber, unsuspecting, is going to begin to prepare. So he finds the gun right and he's holding the gun and everybody's like that's the guy he's trying to hijack the plane but it's really the work of the chicken 
And so he, they tackle him and inside the, the gun is taken to the FBI headquarters and examined and inside uh, the, the chamber of the, the gun is a note from the chickens saying, this is only the beginning. Dun, dun, dun. Nice. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Craig. All right. Why don't you bring us home? <clears throat> okay. So the story here is that there is a, uh, a mild mannered teacher and he was the witness to a homicide. Okay. And now he's flying across the country to go meet with the feds to tell them what happened. Okay. The problem is, is that he gets a note in his mailbox saying that when you get on this plane, someone is going to try to kill you. Okay. And so he doesn't really understand what to do. And, Attached to the, the note is attached to a box, so he opens up the box, and there's a gun, and there's also a dossier of the assassin who's trying to kill him. The assassin that's trying to kill him is very, very particular, and that the gun that's in the box is the assassin's favorite gun. It's the only gun he'll ever use to kill someone. It's like notches on his bedpost, right? That's the one that he wants all the bodies on. So the teacher gets all this information. He tries to call the police. They don't believe him. He tries to call the feds. They're like, listen, don't back out. You made a deal. You can't do this. So the teacher's sitting there and he's freaked out and he's reading this dossier. And he thinks I can just throw the gun away. Who cares? Right. It's gone. But then he worries if I get rid of the gun, the assassin's going to grab it and kill me before I get on the plane. Cause I don't know where this guy is. So what am I going to do? He stays up all night miserable montage of him just hating life trying to figure out what's going on and then he reads a little further down to the bottom of this dossier where he should have went in the beginning and it says weaknesses okay and the problem is our guy just kind of skipped over it because he didn't really understand words are just blurring together well he finds out that this assassin has a weakness he's electophobic all right electophobia is the fear of chickens so our teacher starts thinking, wait a minute. If I just stuff this pistol in a chicken, then the assassin will never be able to get it. He'll never be able to kill me, right? Problem is, I can't just leave this raw chicken at the house or somewhere because what if the assassin gets a friend and excavates the pistol from the chicken? Then electophobia be damned, right? So our teacher decides that he's going to take this chicken and his checked luggage, because he figures it's the safest thing for him to do, right? Problem is, he gets caught by the ever-vigilant TSA. He's trying to explain this story to them. They won't believe him. The supervisor shows up. Supervisor's flummoxed. No one knows what's going on, and they just won't believe that he is trying to hide himself from an assassin with electophobia. But that's exactly what's happening in this story, so... Nicely done. Thank you, R.A. Um, and I think that's about all the time we have. Uh, so you, viewer, um, there were three rounds. Yeah, three rounds. 
three pitches each round. Go down in the comments below and vote for who you think won each round with the best pitch. And um, you can tune in next time, whenever that will be, to see who won. Uh, also, go to storyonthespot.live when you're lonely in between. Um, I forget so many things here. Didn't put the thing up. Um, anybody have any words of wisdom? Any uh, season's greetings to take us out? Well, I, for one, want to say thank you to Jim for pulling this thing back together. I know you hadn't done it in a while. Hopefully the SOTS muscle exercises itself and you're feeling good. And you're, you're ready. You're ready to go in case we do this thing again. Right. I'm a Merry Christmas guy, so Merry Christmas to everyone. Uh, you know, if you don't celebrate Christmas, I'm sorry. I will. So Merry Christmas. RA will celebrate two Christmases for you if you don't extra. have Christmas in your life. Extra Christmas. Uh, <laughs> extra Christmas. Uh, and I want to thank RA because I we wouldn't be doing this without him. He made me do it. <laughs> so for Greg, Nick, and RA, I'm Jim Heskett. This is Sots. Thanks for playing. We'll see you around.